1: what you're doing
2: and listen the robert scott Scott bell
3: show a lot of people have said there are people now dying of the swine flu who are in good health by whose standards hospitals serve jello
4: robert scott bell food advertising You know the people Fresh, natural, hearty, old-fashioned, homemade goodness In a can
3: (laughs) Robert Robert Scott Scott Bell Dr. Agus argues that the fountain of youth is attainable If everyone were to take statin drugs
5: Excuse me? It sounds completely, completely
6: insane
2: Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom and making sense out of medical propaganda. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, Robert Scott Bell. All
7: right, let's crank up our 2 here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. And uh, just in advance of uh, Mary Holland's appearance, we love her and appreciate her for Children's Health Defense. We're going to give you about a minute or so clip of her in New York City speaking in, in Times Square and what was happening there, and she'll explain what more fully, and the fact that we may, in fact, be winning. This is great news. Let's uh, watch that clip now.
6: But we are gaining. So let's keep in the forefront of our minds where we are going. We are going to a world with no medical mandates. Individuals and families make their own medical decisions with their own trusted advisors. No government and corporations have a role. We're going to a world with no segregation, no vaccine passing. We're going to a world with no censorship of information about corruption, whether in medicine or government, no censorship on on social media. We're going to a world with restored free travel. We're going to a world where school districts listen to parents' concerns about their children's education and their children's health. And we're going to a world where the legislatures, not misguided mayors or governors, hear that they make the decisions, the people's representatives make decisions about things that affect us all. So we're closer than we realize. We're nearer than we think. Please join me. We We are winning. We are winning. We are winning.
7: We are, winning. we are winning i mean that makes brings a smile to my face positive uplifting message mary holland joins us now on the robert scott bell show and wherever you're watching wherever you're listening we've got a chat room live at robertscottbell.com slash listen thanks for being here mary it's good to see you
8: thank you good to be here
7: well let me just get your uh, uh levels adjusted a little hotter than when we tested it earlier but you're, you're looking it sounded good and you you looked it sounded great yesterday in new york city Uh, I would not want to go back to New York City except for an event like that.
8: I hear you. It was an uplifting event. It was Saturday, and there were thousands of people. It was right at Times Square. I said it's the crossroads of the world, and um, we're gaining, Robert. I don't want to minimize how difficult the situation is, especially for people who are being forced to choose between their jobs of many years and taking a job that they don't want. People are being put in an odious, coercive, wrongful situation. But when you look at the level of resistance that's happening in the United States, when you look at the fact that Southwest Airlines employees basically forced the CEO to reverse his position on mandate, or when you look at the Chicago police unions who've just told the mayor, we're not going to enforce your mandate, you look at the Los Angeles police who say we're not going to enforce it. Or you look at the governors who said we're not going to enforce President Biden's mandate for companies with over 100 employees. Or you look at the fact that New York state effectively just postponed a hearing about the religious exemption for healthcare workers in New York state. You see that. And then actually, if you look at one other really positive thing this past week, the Nebraska attorney general issued a 40-page opinion stating that they will not prosecute doctors who use ivermectin for patients with COVID. So they're saying to government, get out of the business of telling doctors how to treat their patients. So all of those things I see is really, really good news, Robert. And I feel like um, we have to understand that the momentum is on our side. And that's why they keep applying more and more coercion. But it won't last that vision of the future that I put forward, which is essentially the view of how we lived, except for that there were mandates for children that were wrong. And personally, I was involved for a long time, as you were, in trying to fight those. We're just saying we need to go back to a democracy. I mean, one of the points that Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who spoke at the rally, made is, you know, and his forthcoming book is making is, there's a war on democracy, and uh, w- I, we're not having it.
7: <laughs> yeah. No, I don't mean to be a nitpicker about democracy, but I think that Australia is also a democracy, uh, and yet you're seeing the, the rise of tyranny in in. Those- well,
8: it's a war on democracy. I mean, they're trying to take all rights away from people in Australia, and, and honestly, one of the key differences between people in the United States and Australia is I think there's probably more diversity in the U.S. among different states, right? There is sort of a red-blue divide in the United States. And, you know, the Second Amendment has allowed people in the United States to preserve weapons. And so I do think that it's much harder for governments to move, the U.S. government or state mm-hmm. governments to move in on people than it is in some of these other similar, similarly situated countries like Israel and Canada and Australia. Mm-hmm.
7: Well, and I always feel, because words mean things, and you know in, in the attorney land, words and definitions mean everything, and people make the wrong definition or assume it's a definition that isn't, it. it's problematic, and of course, you know, we talk about pure democracy being... The classic is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. For me, as a homeopath, I say it's two oncologists and a homeopath voting on what to do for treating cancer. It's like it's not something I want.
8: But, Robert, let me let me qualify. When I talk about I think there has been an assault on democracy. But I'm our democracy in the United States has certain guarantees for minority rights for that homeopath or that. sheep. Correct. That's what we're talking about. Fundamental human rights. And that's what the judiciary is supposed to do. So I'm not talking about an unqualified democracy where majoritarian rule is always the, you know, the, the right. land. No, and
7: off. I know that, but I'm I'm always glad to talk and engage in. And no, me I'm to hear glad it, too because right.
8: you're absolutely right. The democracy in its pure definition means simply majoritarian ah, well, rule. And that's not what I'm talking about either. But one of the things that we've seen during this pandemic worldwide is that none, none of these restrictions are coming from the legislatures. They're not coming from city councils and state legislatures and the federal legislature. They're coming from presidential edicts and governor's edicts and mayor's edicts. It has been incredibly anti-democratic. It's coming from, you know, Dr. Tony Fauci or from these public health officers, and it's coming from the county executive or the mayor. It's not coming from the legislatures. In fact, National Vaccine Information Center put out a great piece and we republished it on The Defender about how the majority of in the legislatures around the country related to mandates were against mandates. Yeah. Um, so people do have a lot more common sense than individual executives <laughs> really? who often really love power.
7: We're dealing with pure authoritarianism. Yes. Why not? Right? We're
8: dealing with 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 power grabbing authoritarians.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, in the notes, we have links up to uh, our guest, Mary Holland and Children's Health Defense. I hope that you're already uh, supporting this uh, organization. And uh, getting email updates, we often uh, cover stories that are coming out. Very excellent writing that happens there in coverage, and Mary is included in that. And uh, Bobby Kennedy putting this uh, event together in Times Square yesterday. Some of our friends, Larry Pilevsky was there, uh, and uh, many others. Probably, you know, sure, LaCru-
8: I just want to clarify, yeah. we, we didn't really, Children's Health Defense didn't didn't actually organize it. I want to give a shout out to the terrific organizers, Heather sure. Berman and Kevin C. They're you know, activists on the ground in New York City. But uh, Robert Kennedy came, I came, Stephanie Lucrezio filmed yeah. it for Children's Health Defense. Um, We're, you know, putting some of the footage up on our publication, The Defender, today. So we certainly played a role and we certainly support the freedom activists, especially in New York and in California, where the laws and the sort of the, the, the ordinances are so draconian. I mean, what's happening in New York, for those that don't know, is... Healthcare workers have no right to a religious exemption in theory. We're challenging that, of course, but they've been deprived of religious exemptions. Teachers are being thrown out of work. They basically had a sham process for religious and medical exemptions. And they're being told that you don't have access to healthcare and you can't work And if you want to get health care or, you know, sort of uh, be able to find other work, you have to waive your right to be able to go to court. I mean, these are just extraordinarily punitive measures. This has nothing to do with health. And this whole, you know, coronavirus thing, Robert, is supposed to be about health. And yet they're doing the most obvious things to undermine health.
7: It's an excuse to usher in, again, authoritarian uh, rule. And, I agree. And, you know Whether we call it uh collectivism, socialism, communism, any ism, you know, we we can make arguments for any of them, but it's authoritarian rule. And that is the antithesis, if you will, of our founders and our foundation in America in particular. I recognize I can't speak for everybody's government around the world, but most Western style democracies, at least in theory, did not like this idea of authoritarianism, and they were more egalitarianism saying, hey, you know, the people have rights, we want to support that, but Now, if they're even paying lip service to it, that's that'd be something. But right now, it's like all bets are off because COVID. COVID becomes the excuse. And I've said this for years. The virus is always the cover story for something else or, uh, let's say, an excuse to get something else that is not in the best interest of the people, individuals particularly. But then they collectivize us and we become this mushy, indefinable group.
8: Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you can you know, they're sort of pronouncing things for the population for your own good that they could never get away with with respect to individuals
7: right right so we have again in the links you'll see uh, mary holland legal advisory committee there with children's health defense at children's health defense.org uh, again sign up for email alerts there there are a lot of great people we've interviewed over the years uh robert uh, bob krakow yes uh, kim Mac rosenberg i mean i see everybody i know all these folks they are great people and uh i think that mary you're going to help us connect with bobby kennedy again it's been a while since we've had him on because he's working on a book and We've had uh, Dr. Jack is also helping to edit, and I'm sure you're engaged in that, this book about uh, Fauci, and much more than that, but the criminality that has been engaged for decades within our, uh, let's say, beyond the ability, apparently, of uh, the, the separation of powers to engage and limit different forms of tyranny, in this case, pharmaceutical tyranny.
8: Right. Right. It's called The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma and the War on Democracy and Public Health. And it's a book that's coming out in mid-November. And, um, you know, James Linesweiler and many others have been very helpful in editing uh, the book and making sure that it's as accurate as possible. And it is a page turner and many bombshells in it. And I highly recommend it to your listeners because it really is an education on what's gone wrong over the last 40 years in U.S. and global public health.
6: Extend your life with extended
2: Rock in the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show.
7: So tell me about the makeup of the people that were there. We saw some images. I mean, if we think about all of the classic divisions, artificial, Hegelian dialectics played upon us, it's black yeah. people versus white people, it's gay versus straight, it's, right. it's uh, uh, liberals versus conservatives, Democrats versus Republicans. What did you see in that crowd near Times Square yesterday?
8: Well, that's one of the most heartwarming things about these demonstrations, and in particular the one Saturday, Robert, is they don't have those divisions. It's black and white and yellow and brown and Asian and you know Hispanic and old and young and rich and poor. And, um, it really doesn't matter. This is about the most fundamental things for people. This is about liberty. This is about, you know, your religion. This is about your right to life. And that brings people together. And that's one of the really wonderful things. I actually read a quick story that somebody sent. You know, he was wearing a mask. Most of the people, you know, weren't wearing masks. But he said, you know, I didn't feel any hostility towards me for that. And, you know, it was just a very inclusive, warm gathering where people sang the Star Spangled Banner. I mean, this is not anti-government in any way. It's just saying we're people And we as individuals have to be able to make these decisions. And when a government like New York City or New York State is forcing us to take a very serious medical intervention against our will, you know, we won't comply.
7: Well, and I pointed out this idea of segregation, which should be just horrific and and almost stomach churning. You you want to vomit? segregation? Of course, we've done that. That's not good. Let's never. And yet Uh, we have a political class arguing that segregation is good now
8: it's it's extraordinary robert and i think the way they justify it to themselves is they say oh well it's not ethnicity, it's not race, it's not age, it's not sex, it's not s- sexual orientation. This is something, this is what they say. Well, this is something that's for the public good and you can do something about this. This is not an immutable characteristic like your age or your gender or your, your you know, your, the color of your skin. You can change your vaccination status and you have an obligation as part of the human community to do that. And you know, Robert, they might even have an argument to be made if these vaccines stop transmission, but they don't. I mean, that's what we saw from Colin Powell. Here's this guy who's fully vaccinated and he's dying of COVID complications. That's what they're telling us. I mean, it's so clear that these products don't even do what they say they do. There's no argument for this product. There's no argument for people to be forced to take a product that not only can cause death, but that doesn't work.
7: Yeah. So if you happen to be black and you're in that group that uh, percentage-wise, less likely to get the jab, and we we don't let you in our establishment, it's not because you're black. It's
8: because exactly. How, really? Exactly. Exactly. So 70 percent of African-Americans, this is the number we have in New York City, have not taken the job. And so those people now are not being allowed, myself included, to go to restaurants, to to theaters, to go to sporting events. And it may well be that the schools will prevent those parents from coming into the schools. I mean, this just is so punitive on its face. It is so outrageous it clearly has nothing to do with health when you see mm-hmm. that 70% of the people in the UK right now who are dying from covid were fully vaccinated in israel too we see that you know it's more people who people who have been vaccinated are more susceptible to mm-hmm. covid hospitalization and death than people who are unvaccinated how can you possibly with logic compel people to take that. You can't. But this isn't really about logic. This is about coercion. This is about fear mongering. This is about collectivism. This is telling people, you know, you have to do what your neighbor does. And if you don't, we're empowering your neighbors to tell you that you are, you know, a pariah.
7: Uh, It is absolutely stunning what we're witnessing. Have you personally experienced uh, being in New York City and being refused service because you won't show a vaccine passport or some proof of a shot?
8: Um, well, I personally have been uh, in New York City. I haven't tried to go to those places. I, I can tell you that one thing that did happen that was quite interesting. I went to a uh, Chipotle restaurant near City Hall. I was a court hearing earlier last week. And so as somebody who's not vaccinated, you can go and stand on the line in the restaurant for half an hour, you know, breathing in and out. Uh, but you can't sit down at a table. For that, you have to show your vaccine passport. So clearly this has nothing to do about exposure or contagion or a virus. It has everything to do with this segregation and this apartheid of like the good people get to sit down with their passports, but the bad people have to go outside and eat on the street.
7: What happened to I mean, the absurdity I mean, of walking in a restaurant with a mask and sitting down and taking the mask off then you're sitting?
8: I mean it's just the whole thing is it was just so laughable. It was just so absurd.
7: Ah, that's amazing. I did not hear that one.
2: The Robert Scott Bilson.
8: Update. This Sunday, we begin in the Middle East, where it's the 100-day mark of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel. Families demanding the return of the more than 100 hostages still being held that were kidnapped on October 7th. There appears to be no end in sight to the fighting. Anti-Israel protests in Washington, D.C., calling for a permanent ceasefire to end the war in Gaza. To politics now, despite freezing cold temperatures, candidates campaigning in Iowa this Sunday. A historic cold forecast for Monday night during the caucuses. So how are the candidates responding to the weather? First, you'll hear from former President Donald Trump, then Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. It's
10: going to be a little bit of a trek. Nobody knows how exactly we're going to get there, but we're going to figure it out.
8: We are going to continue to try and touch as many people as we can. I'm
9: confident our people are going to come out strong.
6: And I'm Laura Winters, USA News.
11: are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, Heirloom seeds and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your item shipped that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com
2: the power of radio it's the robert scott bell
7: show what, it takes it to mean, we, we were level. standing
8: on the line for half an hour <laughs> it was just absurd
7: wow. just amazing hey did you see our friend curtis cost was he up there in i Chicago? did
8: curtis cost is working with us at children's health defense and he wouldn't have missed it he was there at the rally and uh it was great to have him there
7: well, we love Curtis. Shout out to Curtis. We miss you on the show whenever you want. If you're listening or watching, I'm glad that you were there. I, sh- I knew he would be. Super Don, do you have that image uh, Mary sent us with Curtis just to do a shout out and thank you to all the good work Curtis has done for decades as Curtis well?
8: Curtis is doing great work.
7: Yeah, he's amazing. All right, let me go to that full screen he is shot. Indeed.
8: Look at that.
7: People not wearing masks, smiling, touching one another. Oh, Can my you gosh. Imagine? I don't see any fear on your face there, Mary. Curtis is smiling. What is going on? What's wrong?
8: Yeah, we sort of are over that, Robert.
7: that's awesome well glad 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 that he was there and that you got to connect there thank you super d for sharing that image as well uh we are uh the this is the robert scott bell show just in case you're just tuning in uh we have mary holland this hour uh, as a guest we have linked up to the children's health defense if you come on over to robertscottbell.com you can see all of the stories we've covered in the first hour what we're covering right now also just a reminder the truth about cancer live event is this weekend the 22nd 23rd and 24th and if you're not coming to see us in Nashville, the tickets that are sold out but you can watch for free absolutely for free click on that banner and there will be amazing presentations I'll be speaking and emceeing as well and I'll be speaking on the four things that I've found that could save your life especially if you've been jabbed if if it's true about ADE and pathogenic priming uh, I want to get get people well i don't care if you've gotten jabbed or not obviously i'll discourage you from it based on what i believe but i won't use the force of government to stop you if you want it uh unfortunately the authoritarians want to you know basically mandate us force us and and prohibit us from doing things that's that's just not what we do here on the robert scabell show also a quick shout out to my friends at uh, sovereign silver they now have sovereign copper And in the notes today, you can click that link. And copper hydrosol is a unique form of copper, copper one, copper two. It's available immediately for the body to use. So you can get micrograms of it, never risking toxicity and uh, getting the full benefit out of it. And that is a discount code. You get 20% off with the code RSB20. And uh, one more thing I just want to mention real quick is our friends at... Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity School has been amazing defenders of freedom, health, freedom, and healing liberty. They're great, great friends of ours, and they have a wonderful school that you can take their coursework from home. They occasionally have meetings like the Health Freedom Expo and different learning modules you can do at your own pace. And they have 16 diverse online programs available. If you go to trinityschool.org, reach out to them at 800-428-0408, option number two, and you'll be connected to an enrollment specialist. It's incredibly reasonable, too. You will not go into decades of debt and be enslaved to debt to get the, the learning that you need. And I encourage doctors, too to learn the things they never learned in medical school, from health coach to certified natural health professionals, and they even have lectures on demand. One of those that I was able to produce for them is on Clinical Homeopathy 101+, and you get an hour of training. You can even get uh, continuing education units in in certain realms uh, for this. So that's available to you as well. So shout-out to trinityschool.org. And I think, uh, Mary, as we're seeing, really the real healers, whether they be doctors or not doctors, are always open, engaged to learn, digging deep on this, as we all are ever since the COVID thing came out, where we're constantly sharing information and receiving information from those in the medical and non-medical fields to learn, to teach one another, to help one another, and not live in a monopoly world, because there's no no innovation in monopoly. There's control, and there's a lot of problems with the monopoly medical system prior to COVID was already acknowledged to be the third leading cause of death in the West.
8: I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, nobody has a monopoly on truth and anybody like our current system that is suppressing information about effective treatment protocols for what is the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, that should make everybody very suspicious of what this is really about. If this was about health, you'd think that uh, the powers that be would be welcoming every intervention that's saving lives. And yet that's not what's happening.
7: Yeah, exactly. But what's happening here is what happens here: two hours a day, plus six days a week on the Robert Scott Bell Show. One hour we get to simulcast on Brattyon thanks to our good buddy Mike Adams, the Health Ranger, and many of our friends there doing great work at Bridian. uh We're up against almost a break. We're not used to the the. I'll just say it this way: Wayne's World version. Uh, it's the the clock that we don't normally have to have that we have here. And so we're going to be taking a, a short uh, break for our friends at Bridian.TV. Please support them. I, in fact, I went on my Roku uh, uh, thing and I found TV on Roku. I, I subscribed to the channel, which is free, and then I gave it five stars to help. It helps other people to find it. And so new media is all about you and me sharing the media because we're not getting shares. We don't have PR. We don't have pharmaceutical money. But we'll be back with Mary Holland from Children's Health Defense after this. All right, Super D, did I give enough of a pause? This is behind the scenes now on the Robert Scott Bell show. Okay, so. <laughs> we yeah. see you've got the countdown clock here. For those watching it, robertscottbell.com or on social media, you don't get the break they have on Brideyon. TV to show some things to support them. Uh, but we're here. Mary, how you feeling? Are you okay? You look.
8: I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. What are they showing, just of curiosity, on Brighton? Do you know?
7: Probably what some kind of s- sponsor commercials or something to sponsor, help support them. yeah. yeah. Thanks
1: for Brighton. Good. Yeah.
8: good, good. So, yeah.
7: so we get to kind of chat uh, behind the scenes. It's the special yeah. club, the elitists. They join us yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind the scenes. And no, I appreciate, just so you know, you know, we're a big fan of you and Children's Health Defense and Bobby well, we're Kennedy. Grateful.
8: Right? We're yeah. very grateful. And I'm glad to get to see you again. I think I used to see you at uh, Autism One and, right. you know, we had, we we worked with Autism One. There was one day live, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's different.
7: Yeah. And I want to shout out to Ed and Terry Oranga. They're going through some, their own personal health challenges, tough times, serious yeah. stuff. So if you know them, even if you don't, please send a thought or a good prayer uh, their way. Uh, they are just, they've done amazing things amazing for the community work. over amazing the years. Amazing work. Yeah. I agree. And I don't know if anybody would know the depth of what they've been through with their own child that was diagnosed in the autism spectrum severely uh, from injury as well, and what drove them to help others, to, to prevent that from happening in others, and also to gather a community together that could help one another. That's what we were just talking about briefly, about this community has always been open and sharing of information so that we can all be better for everything, it's supposed to, and that our children
8: can be healthier, right? I mean, it's really all about the children, ultimately, and and even the powers that be. It's all coming down to, you know, are they going to be able to impose mandates on children five to eleven, or are people going to resist? And that's really going to be the issue coming up in the next few months.
7: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, in the chat room, they're having a good time. I think. What is this? Somebody. What is this? Is a, is this like a a. a television that somebody put a big sticky note on that says let's go brandon (laughs) i don't know what i'm looking at here friends saw this at the oh it's on a gas pump you know they have those little tv things at the gas pump somebody put a big sticker let's go brandon oh my gosh like i said all the all this stuff that's happening i i see it as evidence of change and evidence that indeed we are winning so we're going to be joined uh by TV in just a moment three two one all right, welcome back, y'all. If we're on time, y'all are on time. We're here at the Robert Scott Bell Show. This is a great, this is a happy place to be, especially look at the smile that Mary Holland brings and Super Don making it sound so good, uh, talking about, yes, the very real and serious issues that are confronting us. But all of this, I believe, Mary, happened, I don't think to us, but for us on a bigger spiritual level because what does it take to wake folks up that have been living, dare I say, high on the hog? And I'm speaking as an American, Looking back at my life, it's not like I've never had challenges, right? It's not that Americans are without challenges. But by and large, we wake up every day in our lifetime and think, you know, if I don't have food in the fridge, I just go right to the little store. It magically appears. Water's there. I got a roof over my head. And because of that, we've kind of gone to sleep on the fundamental importance that our founders said, you guys don't go to sleep on this. You've got to be diligent and vigilant in defense of liberty or else government will grow as Benjamin Rush was reported to have said, signed the Declaration of Independence to an undercover dictatorship, particularly when it comes to your medical and or health freedom. And we're witnessing that the most, let's say, powerful way that they've been able to get, get us to give up our rights. Sure, terrorism was one with 9-11, but that didn't work anymore so well. And now they went right. to the big baddie, the germs. Right. The germ theory. Our vulnerability is that we're afraid of the invisible, and that invisible, which is sustaining us and gives us life, because we're more microbe than man, <laughs> that's what's humbling, right? When we know we have more in our gut that are microbes than we have mammalian cells, then we see that that vulnerability is being exploited to the nth degree for an ushering in of totalitarian, some call it doctatorships at this point. So we have a lot to learn, and it takes the discomfort that we feel right now to go, oh, I'm not just going to talk about liberty. I'm going to get out there in New York City and show them that I mean it, for
8: instance. Right, right. Well, I agree with you that I think this is um, every danger is an opportunity. I do think that this pandemic is a phenomenal opportunity for people to get clear on what they value and what's really important and um, the importance of a sort of a spiritual connection. Um, I think it's more, though, than germs and sort of fear of the virus, although that's central to what's been happening the last year and a half. Bobby Kennedy, in his talk, um, pointed out, and this is in his new forthcoming book, that basically there's been almost 20 years of preparation exercises of these pandemic preparedness and they never end with, you know, how do we protect the first amendment and how do we protect the bill of rights and how do we make people healthy and how do we get people vitamin C and vitamin D? It's never that. It's always, how do we censor the people who are dissidents? How do we shut down the media? How do we make sure that the corporate media says what we want? How do we make sure it ends up with profitable vaccination mandates? I mean, it's been a very um, clear and very, oppressive uh, sort of agenda for a long time, and very important to that agenda has been somebody like a Dr. Fauci in a white coat telling people, especially telling people in the government, go against your conscience, go against human rights, go against democracy, go against the Constitution, and achieve these authoritarian goals. And he analogizes what people have been going through in the last um, year and a half to a giant Milgram experiment and a Milgram experiment was paid for by the CIA and it was to to see if people would in fact give a life-threatening dose of an electric current to somebody on the other side of a curtain when a doctor in a white coat or somebody played a doctor told them to turn up the dial you know make them pay make them suffer and what they found was that you know 67% of people would override any kind of conscience and they would deliver a lethal dose of an electrocution to somebody and so bobby was sort of analogizing to the people at this rally you are the 33%. You are the people who have stood by your conscience and you are the people who need to save the constitution not only for yourself but for the other 67% of the people who've given it away for free during the last year and a half. So it's very inspiring and um, and it's just so important that we use this opportunity Robert to to wake up ourselves live around the world
2: the Robert Scott Bell show. Bill show.
7: The Bell Robert show. Scott Bell Show. Interruption, let's just say it politely right now. Could be people getting very hungry, and I don't want that to happen, and you can't wait for FEMA to show up like in Katrina to feed you. You definitely want to prepare, and this is a human thing throughout human history. Uh, Joseph, and in, in the Bible, talk about I mean, this is not a new concept. So I would just say please take a moment to take the education and, and apply it. Even if you're growing sprouts on your windowsill, start doing something, empowering yourself and then doing for others, in a sense. You want to help others? You've got to help yourself or else you're not going to be any help to anybody else. So as we wrap up here uh, together, again, Mary, great, great um, news in New York City. I acknowledge that. I'm looking forward to Bobby Kennedy's new book and getting him on the show as well and continuing to get together at any event that you have the ability to get to, to show everybody you're not afraid, to be a living example. Because the fear is something that can only exist in isolation. Once you see somebody else is not afraid, then you, got, you question your fear. And you go, well, they're not afraid. Maybe I shouldn't be afraid. Or maybe you aren't afraid, but you didn't know anybody else wasn't afraid. And you get the guy, we're not afraid. And that's the worst for them. The bad guys like you in fear. They need you to be in fear. And it's the only way they can, can succeed. So come together and enjoy the life that you have been given while you have the time to be here. If not for yourself and your kids and grandkids, what are you leaving for them? A state of tyranny? Are you standing up to say, you know what, I want to make it a possibility that they can defend liberty as opposed to trying to fight to regain it?
8: Exactly right. I mean, one of the other quotes that uh, Bobby Kennedy often makes is to Franklin Delano Roosevelt of, uh, you know, the worst thing is, you know, the only thing to fear is fear itself. Fear puts people in a place where literally they don't think rationally and logically. You have to be calm. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in humans. You have to believe that we can we can, we can, can win this, and, and we will win this. Um, and, and that takes the fear away. It takes the power of the fear away.
7: Yeah. And speaking of uh, food, uh, we do have one article here. Uh, let me just bring that up. It's from AP. I call them associated propaganda, but that doesn't mean that... So there's not occasionally a good story there through AP. This is out of Duran, Michigan. It says this free food and healthy too. small town grows its own veggies. It says you need a tomato for a sandwich. In what small community? It's easy as picking one from a plant growing downtown. This is a great free cooperative effort, not coerced, not mandated, not prohibited that people are actually helping one another growing community gardens in this way. And this could be a life changing thing, because not only is it benefit the community, but then people go, wow, it isn't that hard to grow. I could do that. And you begin to sow the seeds for food independence, food sovereignty, because if you're relying on again on these chains of uh, uh, distribution that could cr- you know crumble accidentally, inadvertently or purposefully, depending on how, how nefarious the schemes are. If you don't have access to food, as I said, that could be the you know that you're afraid of the germ. Now you're not afraid of germ. You're afraid of going hungry. And suddenly they go, well, if you want the food, this is what you have to do. And they start making all of these horrific rules of medical experimentation, which, again, violate the Nuremberg Code. Because the idea of informed consent doesn't mean that you're punished if you say no. If you say no, there's no penalty. That's informed consent. And they're not playing that game at all.
8: Absolutely right. And you're absolutely right that food has been used as a weapon through time. Certainly people in the U.S. government like Henry Kissinger and others have talked about food as a weapon. And uh, we already see the supply chain faltering. So we can't be sanguine that there won't be severe disruptions in the food distribution system. We already saw that during the last year and a half. So people do have to take this seriously that Mm -hmm you want to make sure that you're not going to be in that situation where that lever of coercion can be used against you.
7: Exactly. So as we wrap up the last minute here with you, Mary, on the Robert Scott Bell Show on Brighton.tv as well, uh, are there upcoming events or different things, announcements that we should let the folks know about?
8: Well, um, I would really encourage people to sign up on the website of org for the Defender. The Defender is our publication that comes out every day. It's free, and that will keep give you access to a calendar of things that are coming up. There's a lot coming up in the next couple months um, that I think would be of a, a lot of interest to your listeners. Uh, also, Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci, is coming out mid-November. You can pre-order it now on any major platform, whether it's Barnes & Noble or Amazon or Target or Costco or your own like bookshop or whatever. Uh, And I'd encourage people to do that. It's a great book. It's eye-opening. And by signing up and buying it now, you're helping to put it on the bestsellers list so that it can't be ignored by the mainstream media.
7: All right, Mary Holland, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been great to have you back. You're always welcome here, as is Bobby Kennedy, two hours a day, six days a week, where I remind you that the power to heal is yours.
2: The Robert
1: Scott Robert Scott Bell Show.